We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl you can follow the podcast at pack a day podcast Today, we are going to be going over Broderick Jones, one of the top offensive tackles in this year's draft. And what I would say is most intriguing for Packer fans here for Broderick Jones is that if I had to guess today where Broderick Jones falls in the draft, I think that 14 to 18 range is exactly where we're looking, maybe 12 to 20. But either way, Green Bay at pick 15 is right in the thick of where I expect Broderick Jones to go in this draft. We know Green Bay prefers premium position players. Offensive tackle is absolutely that. So we have to take a look at Broderick Jones in great detail and is a very fun player to break down. So let's get to it right away. He is a 6'5", 311-pound, in my opinion, left tackle. Might have some right tackle versatility, but he's certainly a tackle. And like I said, in my opinion, a true left tackle prospect. He is a redshirt sophomore out of the University of Georgia. I'm not sure if you know this, but Green Bay likes their University of Georgia first round picks. Could be the fourth in three years years to be exact, but he will turn 22 in May. So uh, he is 21 as of right now, but will be 22 this upcoming season 
had a 9.58 RAS or relative athletic score, but did not complete the bench press or the agility drills. As an offensive tackle, he tested in the 50th percentile for height, 58th percentile for weight, 79th percentile in the vert, 79th percentile in the broad jump, 95th percentile in the 40-yard dash with a 497.40 for a 311-pound offensive tackle. Absolutely ridiculous speed for his size. And 99th percentile in the 10-yard split, which is exactly what matters for offensive linemen. Not many 40-yard dashes in the actual game for an offensive tackle, but that 10-yard split very much matters. Again, 99th percentile with a 1.67 10-yard split. As far as the agility goes, what do I always talk about here? Like if they show it on tape, you're not as concerned about it. And to me, Broderick Jones is a very fluid athlete who shows the ability to get to the second level, to change directions, to move agilely, to recover all of it. He's a very clean mover. So I am not super concerned about him not testing in the agility drills. The agility shows up on tape more than enough. And I have no red flag or concern about him not completing the agility testing. As far as his stats go per PFF in 2020, he had all of one pass block snap. So no real need to go over that. In 2021, he had 194 pass pro snaps, eight pressures, two sacks, one penalty. In 2022, he had 470 pass pro snaps with only nine pressures, zero sacks, and two penalties playing at the highest level in the SEC for the University of Georgia. In total, 665 pass pro snaps, 17 total pressures allowed, only three penalties. And like I said, he almost spent the entirety of his time at left tackle. And I'll add on there, only two sacks allowed in those 665 pass pro snaps. So only 17 pressures in 665 snaps as a true left tackle at the University of Georgia is really, really impressive statistically. As far as grades go, in 2020, he had 25 snaps and a 90.3 grade in his very first action. In 2021, he had 438 snaps with a 78.8 grade. And in 2022, he had 933 snaps, by far his most, with a 78.2 grade. Uh, the best part here, again, very much like Peter Skaronsky, he graded well as a pass blocker and graded well as a run blocker as well. So you absolutely love to see both of those things. As far as his positives go, he has incredibly quick feet. He is a very fluid athlete. And how that really comes into play is his ability to recover. I would grade him out extremely well when it comes to recovering when he's beat. Now, first of all, he doesn't get beat very often, but when he does, his unique ability to get back in the play and sort of save what could be a disastrous to very bad play and making it so that his quarterback has an avenue alley for escape and can keep that play alive, he is very rare in that regard. A lot of these big lumbering physical offensive tackles, if they get beat, they're not turning around, changing direction, and then using foot quickness to get back in the play. They are just beat. Broderick Jones, not too dissimilar to a David Bakhtiari, I might add, has the ability where if he actually gets beat to turn around, change directions, get back in the play and get back on that defensive end, edge rusher, whoever it is, to make sure that they are giving their quarterback another opportunity to maybe escape or keep that play alive just a little bit longer. Like I said, if this was something that was happening constantly where he's always getting beat and then he has to recover and make a play, that's not great, right? But the fact that he very rarely gets beat and then when he does, he still has the potential to get back in the play, that is a very unique and special trait for Broderick Jones. 
I love his overall blend of agility and physicality. He's got good size, 311 pounds. He has the frame to add even more functional strength. I think he's going to stay a very good athlete with the ability to get to the second level, move really cleanly, recover on plays. And his overall, like you just look at him, I know I say this maybe a little bit more often than I should, but he very much looks the part of a starting left tackle in the NFL. Uh, he can get to the second level easily and finish on the second level. Those are two things that don't always go hand in hand. A lot of times you get the finesse players who can get to the second level, but they're not finishing the play, or you get the big, heavy, physical guys who can finish plays, but they don't have the foot quickness to get to the second level. And when I talk about that blend of quickness, agility, speed, and then the ability to actually have actually have some upper body strength and finish some plays as well, that's exactly what I'm talking about with Broderick Jones moves incredibly well in space. So if you do have those screen plays, if you want him to pull out to the left, if you want him to get to the second level and seal a linebacker, whatever it is, he moves extremely well and can get there, get to his spot. And then, like I said, has the strength, the physicality to actually make a play on the second level as well. He is very young still, 22 years old or about to turn 22, and he is battle-tested already in the SEC. Now, he only has like basically like a season and a half of starting at Georgia, so it's not like he has this insane body of work, but even in those 25 snaps he had three years ago, he made the most of it. He blocked very, very well. Then he came back and then wasn't a starter right away, ended the season as a starter and blocked really well, and then had his first opportunity as a full season starter. And what did he do? He blocked really well. So it's again, one of those players who whatever you have asked him to do in his time at Georgia, he has found a way to get the job done. And I expect that to continue at the NFL. Maybe not right away. He's still a little bit raw. It might take him a little bit of an uptick to kind of get re, not reacclimated, but acclimated to an NFL offense, but I do think that he is going to acclimate himself very well and that what he possesses, what his traits are, are very transferable to the NFL level. Uh, He mirrors extremely well, and that goes to his movement skills and his ability to use that foot quickness. And, you know, you're talking about mirroring an edge rusher might try a variety of different moves, might come inside, might go outside, might try a spin move, but whatever it is, he can mirror back and forth and use that foot quickness to his advantage. He has a basketball background, and that like what I would say is overall natural athleticism shows up very much on tape. You can tell that this was not just some, you know, big kid who they immediately put at offensive line and he's just kind of this lumbering athlete. This is a true athlete. And that like just shows with the 49740 and his basketball background. Like this is not some, like I said, just some random stiff offensive tackle who weighed 380 pounds or they're like, all right, you're a tackle. Like this is a real legitimate basketball player who has really quick feet, really great at natural athleticism, and who has grown into the offensive tackle position. And I think he's going to add more functional strength. I think he's going to keep that ability to move and use his agility and quickness at a high level and really become a well-rounded athlete at the position. And he already is a really great athlete at the position. And I would also say that he has great overall recognition, especially with picking up twists and stunts. And I would even add a caveat onto that how good he is at play recognition and picking up that stuff for basically only starting a year and a half and being relatively young still for the position is very impressive to me. And that is something, again, that should carry over to the NFL. And I think he's going to continue to get better at. But the fact that he possesses that already is a very special trait for somebody who hasn't played a ton of snaps in college. As far as the negatives go, he will duck his head quite a bit. And that is a huge no-no for an offensive lineman really anyone in football, but like you never want your head down. There's no advantage to your head being down. 
that can lead to a natural bend at the position. If you're bending at the waist, you're not playing under your, you know, you're not playing with great knee bend. You're not playing with great balance and defenders can easily take advantage of you. And it happens a little bit more often in run blocking where he'll, you know, just kind of put his head down and, you know, start trying to drive. Like he just needs to stay up. He needs to stay a little bit more on balance and he just makes needs to make sure that he's playing with better technique. But that is stuff that, like I said, he's only a year and a half starter. That's going to come with time. He needs a little bit of, you know, just overall seasoning to work out some of those kinks. But I have no doubt that that stuff is going to come in time. His anchor needs to continue to develop much like a lot of these really clean moving athletic offensive tackles. Their Achilles heel is their ability to anchor and really hold up at the point of attack against more physical bull rushing defensive ends. And that is something that he is going to have to work on. Something that David Bakhtiari worked on through his career. Um, Andrew Thomas, who we're going to talk about more, the former Georgia offensive tackle, something that he needed to work on as he made his transition from Georgia to the New York Giants. But that's something that just adding that lower body functional strength and learning how to play with better balance and stay anchored is going to keep him a little bit more upright and just you know, rock solid against those bull rushes in the NFL. Another negative is that BJ Ojolari, the really good edge rusher out of LSU, gave him some problems. So when he had the opportunity to go up against a higher end prospect, that prospect did give him some trouble. So a little bit of cause for concern as he's now going to be seeing players much better than BJ Ojolari on the regular every given Sunday. So that's something that will need to be vetted out a little bit. As I mentioned, he needs to stay upright, knees bent, on balance. Those are all things that as he starts becoming more ingrained in the position and it just becomes repeatable over and over, that that's something that should just come with time and seasoning. His technique overall is a very much a work in progress and something that doesn't just like it's he's a natural athlete. He's not quite a natural offensive tackle yet. And that's where like, again, your pass pro sets, your hands, your ability to reach on the second level and play with good pad level leverage, all of those things. Those aren't those aren't things that just come inherent. Those are things that have to be learned and come with more reps. That's just something that he's going to need a little bit more time on before he becomes a more well-rounded technical offensive tackle. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I wouldn't consider consider him a heavy-handed puncher, meaning like you know, you want to get your hands on or sometimes yeah, obviously more independent hands, but you want to use that hand and jar the defender and, you know, kind of stun them, you know, stunt their overall progress, jar them back a little bit. I don't see him having those violent hands at the point of attack. He gets his hands out. His hands are a little bit inconsistent, no question about it. But, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more of a physical punch from him. Like I said, he's a good athlete. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to hold him back, but wouldn't consider him a mauler or a physical player at the point of attack overall. But he does have good enough play strength to go along with his athleticism to fit in any scheme that you want him to fit in. And like I said, overall, while I do think he has the the functional strength to be good in the NFL, who doesn't want more functional strength and a little bit more physicality, a little bit more of that angry demeanor? I think he could use a little bit of that, but it's nothing that I have any major concerns over. As far as scheme goes, you can put him at left tackle in any scheme in the NFL. If you're a zone team, if you're a man power, whatever you are, you can do a little bit of everything with him. And I think he's going to bring, um, you know, like I said, just a really well-rounded athlete to the table in any system that he's in. And I think at the, the other thing that I would add here is I think he's very moldable. So whatever team that he gets to, let's say you are more of a power team. If you want him to add some functional strength and put on more power, I think he can do that. And I think if you want him to be even, you know, just keep his quickness and maybe that's what you're, you know, focused on, I think he can be the, basically the same player that he is right now. So I think he's going to be very moldable to whatever team he gets to. And if you want him to be, like I said, more of a power guy, more of a zone blocking guy, I think he can fit any scheme. And like I said, he fits very well at left tackle in either of those. His ceiling, I think is like really good to Brickishaw Ferguson back in the day. If he really hit, and I mean really, really hit, I do think there's some Tyron Smith there from the Dallas Cowboys. Smith is a incredible player in his prime. So I don't think he can get quite there, but like if you said he hit everything just out of the park and became the top prospect he's top of, you know, capable of becoming, somewhere in that to Brickishaw Ferguson to Tyron Smith range. His floor would be a Noah Fant, really great athlete, basketball background, but never really made it into a, you know, he was a starter for a while, but never a good starter is what I would say. Like rotational piece, you can play at left tackle, right tackle, and, you know, kind of be a, be your swing tackle, basically starting a pinch. That's probably his floor. And the comp is his former left tackle at Georgia, Andrew Thomas. I saw so much of Andrew Thomas in Broderick Jones. Like it was almost a mirror image at times and they're not apples to apples. In fact, I think Andrew Thomas is just a better overall lineman. And I think Jones is a better overall athlete. And I don't like it. It's not perfect, but I saw so much similarities in their game. And I think it's going to be a very similar career trajectory for Jones where Thomas's first year, the Giants took him very high. Teams thought they should have taken him, you know, should have taken some of the other tackles in that draft. Makai Becton, um, Jedrick Wills were the two. And then I know Tristan Wirfs played later, but more of a right tackle uh, or got drafted later. But they th- thought the other tackles should have gone sooner. I loved Andrew Thomas in that draft. I had no issue with the Giants taking him at that spot. Always expected him to develop into a really good offensive tackle. And this past year, we saw him break out and have a fantastic season. So I think that's going to be very similar for Broderick Jones. Like I said, I, I would have graded uh, Thomas better coming out of college than Jones, but I think their career arcs can be very similar. And I do think Jones, that first year, I don't think it's going to be super pretty. I think there's going to be things that he needs to work on and understand that he needs to become a pro at the position. But I do think in year two, year three, you're going to start to see him take a jump and really become a well-tuned, well-rounded offensive tackle in the NFL. 
What he brings to Green Bay, great scheme fit for Matt LaFleur's system, highly athletic, and a high-end left tackle prospect that could really hit and be a stalwart at the left tackle position for, like I said, probably a a decade plus. Um, Is there value at pick 15? Yeah, I very much think so. If you can get a high-end left tackle, like that has pick 15 value all day, every day. The big question here is, would Green Bay be interested? Here's the thing. That's really interesting about a left tackle. I talked a little bit about this when I broke down Paris Johnson, but Bakhtiari you have right now. And I think the first thing that you have to like know if you're Green Bay is like, what's your expectation for Bakhtiari? Is your expectation that that knee can go at any moment? All right, well then Broderick Jones probably much more on the menu, right? Is your expectation that you're going to release him after next season for salary cap savings? All right, then Broderick Jones much more on the menu. Is your thought that Bakhtiari is going to spend four or five more years in Green Bay until he decides to call it quits? All right, then Broderick Jones probably not on the menu. I think Jones is a left tackle all day, every day, who could maybe go to the right side in a pinch, but his best position is left tackle. So if Bakhtiari is going to be here for five more years or so, like then you probably don't invest in, in Jones. And the other thing here is that even if you don't necessarily have faith in Bakhtiari, maybe they really like Yash Nyman. And while they're only putting him on a second year or a second round tender this year on a one-year deal, maybe their whole expectation is to sign him to a long-term deal. And maybe their plan is to have him be the heir apparent to David Bakhtiari. That's not entirely out of the question. They also have Zach Tom, who could be the heir apparent at left tackle. And I actually think his best position long-term is left tackle. And you also have Elton Jenkins, who could potentially play left tackle. So they actually have right now on the roster four guys who I think could potentially be starting caliber left tackles. So going out and getting another guy right now who is primarily a left tackle and may not have a ton of versatility, that creates a little bit of a you know conundrum of what you're going to do long-term at the position. Now, you always love depth. You always love having high-end offensive linemen. And Green Bay certainly finds unique ways to find those, you know, find places for those guys out on the field and put their best five out there. But I think Green Bay is going to have to make the evaluation of their own team of how do they feel long-term about left tackle? Is it Bakhtiari's job? Is it Nyman's job? Is it Tom's job? Is it Jenkins's job? And if they feel like any of those guys are a really good long-term left tackle right now, then you probably just leave it as is and you probably don't go after a Broderick Jones. But that's going to be for Green Bay to decide. Maybe they feel much stronger about him being a right tackle and feeling he could play that position as well. And even if Bakhtiari stays three, four more years, that they can bookend him with Broderick Jones. Maybe they feel like Yash is going to be gone after this upcoming season. Maybe they feel like Zach Tom is more of an interior player. Maybe they don't want to move Elton Jenkins. And then all of a sudden, you've got Bakhtiari at left, Broderick Jones at right after this season you know, and uh, Zach Tom and, and Elton Jenkins inside. So that's very much within the realm of possibility as well. So I do think there's value there. I do think Green Bay will value him as a premium position, but they have to evaluate their left tackle spot first and what they want to do long-term at that position. Overall, really fun prospect, fits Green Bay system, may not help a ton in 2023. It would be a really good fit for him that he could sit behind Nyman and Bakhtiari and maybe even Zach Tom for a year and really learn the nuances of the NFL game. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for him. Maybe come in every now and again, maybe six offensive linemen, maybe give him some snaps, but just get acclimated to the NFL. I think that would actually do him some good. And I think if all of a sudden then you needed him to start and be the guy in 2024, I think that's very within the realm of possibility. And I think he could be a very huge offensive lineman piece for this team down the road that, like I said, could play a decade in this league. Premium position, high-end athlete, young, University of Georgia. 
kind of like I talked about with, uh, you know, really all of these prospects that have that match that profile, SEC, young, high-end athleticism and uh, premium position. This is exactly what Green Bay looks for. Broderick Jones is that in a nutshell. He has every box checked for what Green Bay likes. So, and like I said, I expect him to kind of go in that 14 to 18 range, which is right where Green Bay is selecting. So very much in play left tackle value or like what they think of their left tackles is going to play a huge part, but uh, don't, don't dismiss it entirely that Broderick Jones could be in play here for Green Bay. Very Packers-esque pick. That is going to do it for me today. Always appreciate you joining me. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already, but I will be right back here tomorrow. And until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.